podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Good evening, good evening. Welcome to another new Spurs Order pod. I'll be your host again today, X Pack, Yao Scott Hall. Firstly, how are you doing? Everybody's at the top of the stairs. Every okay. single, every single person at this club is at the top of the stairs. Okay. The only person that's exempt, the only person that's exempt right now is Antonio Conte. Every single person is at the top of the bloody stairs. Everybody. That's my introduction. <laughs> that's how he is. Tops, man, how you doing? How you recovering? Yeah, bro, I am recovering well, recovering well. Um, until I was exposed to that shower of shit earlier on. But um, yeah, this is the name of the game, brother. This is the name of the game. Well, shall we address it and get right into it then? Um, obviously, we've just come off the back of playing Anas Mora. Um, again, I've actually forgotten where they're from now. Played them away and um, obviously put out quite a strong lineup. Like, <laughs> Tops, what did you initially think of the lineup? Yeah, line, lineup, lineup was dog shit, mate, in my opinion. Serious? Uh, yeah. I yeah, thought it was very excessive. I saw Kane start. Uh, I thought the lineup was dog shit, mate. Um, the reason I say the lineup was dog shit was because I saw the the five that were playing at the back. And um, in truth, it didn't really fill me with much confidence. Um, I was quite happy to see Sessegnon given a chance at left wing back. I know exactly what I'm getting from number two. I know exactly what I'm getting from Davinson Sanchez. I know exactly what I'm getting from Rodon. And I hopefully like to see better performances from Tanganga. But from today, I think I've really realised that he is better in a two than in a three. Um, and, you know, Conte's style of play, everything benefits from how we build from the back. Um, even though the players that we, we started with look to be what you would say, adequate enough to beat a team of Moore's level who hadn't won in the last six games and we hammered them 5-1 at home uh, not too long ago. But, you know, this is what we're left with, unfortunately. Um, I don't know, man. But, yeah, I'll say it at the time that I was slightly encouraged by a lineup, even though I truly don't care about us being in this competition whatsoever. I didn't even care if we'd lose. I kind of thought about it as... 
Conte using it as maybe like a almost like a preseason game because he didn't have a preseason. And you, uh, they, he played my first choice midfield. I was in skipping on Dombele, so I was like, oh, okay, they've built up a bit of a partnership in the games that I've seen them. Let's see some more. Um, did have some hope in Sessegnon, but we'll obviously we'll get into it as I move on to Yao next. I'm pretty sure I know along the lines of what he could say. And um, Brian Hill playing, I was encouraged to see him, encouraged to see uh, Rodon and Tanganga get some minutes, especially Tanganga again. I've still got high hopes for him. Um, yeah, didn't really care for Doherty or um, I forgot who is our third centre-back now, but uh, yeah. Dungeons. Oh, Davison Sanchez, fuck me. Yeah, we'll get into that as well. Um but yeah, um, lo and behold, that first half ended up being pretty disastrous. Yao, uh, talk me through that first half. Listen, I'm not even going to bother talking through the first half. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it exactly how it needs to be. Yeah, so this is it. Tanganga, sell him. He's crap. Yeah, I've got no time for all of this. Oh, we've got to see how he is, how he develops. Sell him. He's absolutely trash. Get rid of Doherty. He's useless. He's he's been useless since he's come to the club. Rodon, he's a championship defender. Should have no, never bought him in the first place. He's crap. I don't care what he does for Wales. He's absolutely dog doo doo. Sanchez, well, we all know that he's not Colombian. So what's the point? What's the point of even having him at the club? You can't even freaking take us to the carnival. So you're absolutely useless. Get out of the club. Getting spun by a man in Slovenia. You don't even know what you're doing. Galena is a freaking rapper that we've put in goal and you've got freaking suspect who has been in jail the exact amount of time he's been at Spurs. This kid has given us nothing but one goal against Bayern Munich in which he was crap, by the way. He wasn't even good in that game. Yeah, we lost 3-1. He got spun in that game, but he scored. Well done. Clap for yourself. I hope that somebody, anybody, I couldn't care less if they're friends with that kid known as Ryan Suspect, show him this video. This is a personal message from me to him. Pack your bags, make your way to the top of the stairs, and freaking nosedive to the bottom. Get out of this club immediately. You are the worst left-sided player in the whole of England as it stands today. That includes Sunday League, Saturday League, freaking five-a-side, playing in your house, yeah? I couldn't care less what version of football it may be. Foosball. It could be freaking fantasy football for all I care. Ryan Suspect Sessingon, yeah, is absolutely <laughs> crap. Did you and just I say Sessingon? Sessingon, bruv. And I never Yikes. want to see him play for Spurs again. Never. If I see another team sheet and he's on it, I'm not watching the damn game. I'm not watching it. I'm not even wasting my time. I never want to see this guy again. Ever. Say that on more. top of that, Kane can do one as well. Can freaking do one. Because the next time I see him, I'm slapping his whole family, including his brother. <laughs> no. Um... Yeah, no, man. Um, obviously, <laughs> that led to Sassignon, um actually getting sent off in the first half. 32nd minute, he got a second yellow card. Um, I vaguely remember how he got his yellow card. It was deserved. And then, yeah, heavy touch. 
on the touchline. He tried to chase it down, ended up going studs up on the player who nicked the ball off him and subsequently got the second yellow deserved. Um, yeah, that was really disappointing, to be honest. But Jesus Christ, like, Davinson Sanchez, um, even in like our group chat, I'm not going to name names yet, purely because I can't remember, but there was a slight bit of hope that, you know, three, a bit of three at the back tax could actually help this guy out because, you know, his best performances came with a three at the back. You saw him. I mean, he's not used to playing on the left side, but I can't give him that excuse when you're playing against Mora. And the way he got twisted up for both the goals and especially the first, just a little drop of the shoulder and he was slightly dropping on the floor. Mora go one nil up. Then Sessegnon gets sent off. Half-time, it's looking peak again. So, yeah, Davidson Sanchez, um, by far the most disappointing player for me. I'd say, no, I'd sell a lie. to lie, level with Sessegnon. But yeah, uh, like Jay Spurs saying in the comments, hey, he has zero balance. Um, he doesn't really know where his head is. Uh, where's Tobes? Yeah, probably on the stream saying exactly the same thing, probably um, articulating it much better than I. Yeah, uh, Sanchez in his Spurs shirt, definitely gone. Um, obviously, it ended up being a disaster game. They actually scored with pretty much the last kick of the game in the end. It, we it, played... was, the last, it was the last kick of the game. Second was half was just like a bit of like... Do you want to know how hilarious we are right now? <laughs> yeah, the well, the second was half was wide. nothing, but yeah. The shot was going wide. Okay. It wasn't even on target. The shot was going to go wide, meaning if Sanchez did not slide, it would have been 1-1. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought you meant Kane's goal. So... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my chest. We are crap. We are absolutely trash. I just, uh, I have no idea what to think when I think about this team. Like, I mean, at this point, it really is just laughable. But if we're going to zero in on on those two players, I really did want to give Sessegnon a chance. Hell no. He's not played 10 games for us. He's not even played 10 full games for us. He went on loan, came back, was given at the big end about, you know, him trying to take his chance. I mean, pro footballers, you know, first of all, just have a bit of, bit of, oh, just a, with a bit of nous. You know that you're already on the yellow card. You give a cynical one that the ref won't forget. So either your teammates remind you or you in your own head remind yourself that you can't go in for anything that's more than a 50-50. And it's ridiculous because it's not as if you're, you're, you're game saving or your goals, your, your goal saving or goal tending. It's a it's a loose ball on the on the left hand side where nothing's gonna nothing's gonna happen. So what's the need to dive in? That's that for me just looks like someone who's just not really 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 zoned in in the game. I mean it's it's so poor. And if we go to Sanchez, you know, ugh, this is something that you know we've said about this guy. You know, we spent a hell of a lot of money on him, and he just hasn't delivered when it's mattered and it's not just that he hasn't delivered when it's mattered but you look at lots of different aspects of this guy's game for some reason he loves to engage in physical duels and often comes out the loser he's not great technically on the ball and he constantly uses his agility and his pace to try and get to, to try and get himself out of trouble look for the first goal 
he almost actually overruns the ball. And the one shimmy that, 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 that the attacker uses to move in actually forces him to slip, completely slip, which gives the, the attacker a free shot at goal. What's even more hilarious is that he didn't keep tight to the, to the attacker. His body position, even though he's playing in left centre-back, his body position when defending that was all wrong because it was a left-sided, left-sided attacker who was left-footed. So you would obviously hope that he would show him down the line. He didn't do that. What's even more remarkable is that in the most important part of the game, to keep your side in the game, in the last moment of the game, a replica of the exact moment in which you fucked up earlier on, it literally happens to you again. Again, his body position, all wrong, overruns it, doesn't stay with the man, then decides to let him come back in and inadvertently deflect the ball into the net. Like... I kind of thought that maybe this guy had a bit of a chance in a three because I know that three defenders generally look better than two and you're not as exposed. But honestly, based off that singular performance tonight, knowing what Conte is like, I would be very surprised if he plays in the Tottenham shirt again. I would be very, very surprised because I was looking at his numbers as well. Guy played um, six games towards the end of last season. And then he actually didn't feature a lot at all. And he's only really played when Romero has played. But when I think about the guys in his like mid-20s, he's definitely lost a lot of his value, but he's got two years on his contract. I was thinking, let's keep him until the summer. Two years in the summer, get rid of him. Honestly, I reckon if a deal was able to, to, be, to be fashioned for him in January, we'd probably get mm-hmm. rid of him. I, mm-hmm, can, mm-hmm. I cannot see where I cannot see an environment where Conte will watch that specific performance against Mura from Slovenia and think that this is a player that I can trust even at the highest level. Even at the highest level. Agreed. Agreed. And yeah, honestly, if if there's a buyer for him in January, then yeah, so be it. Uh, Nathan and Mo saying, you know, what's happened to Smelly Ali? He's been bad. Look, oh, we've read his eulogy over this pod many a week, many oh, a time. Um, we don't need no, to go heavily know. into it, but I yeah, don't mind, I don't he mind was reading it off again for for these terrible. Guys. Yeah, please, 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 reel off, reel off his stat line. I need to hear it because because Listen. we were talking about this and we were talking about is the player does he have the tools? Does he have the technical ability? Is it the system? I hope this has answered every single question that we were asking about this, Don. I hope yes, this it is weird. It is weird that Conte has been giving him minutes. Every single question that we've asked about him, I hope, yep. I hope it's answered. Because this is a guy that does not have the ability to play professionally at this level. Not for Tottenham, and I don't know what level. I do not know where this guy can be fashioned into a top player again. He is completely cooked. Doctor, no, no, no. at this point. Hey, Listen. hey, yeah, read off the stat line. Listen. Let's hear the eulogy now. Read Listen. off the stat line. Delhi, I have not apologized to my father, Ali. Yeah. <laughs> As of today, Thursday, I believe, the 25th of November, 2021, we, the Spurs fans, although at the new Spurs order, we've already bid you adieu time ago. We, as the owners, the gatekeepers to the real Spurs fans, we bid you adieu. I have no good memories of you. 
I don't like you. I couldn't care less what you've done in your best seasons for Spurs. It means nothing to me. I hope that when we do sell you, you continue to perform the way that you have with zero assists, zero goals, zero pass completions, 0% long ball pass completions, 0% dribble completions, 0% of your life. Deli Ali, I hope you understand that from this day forth, if any of us see you near what is now known as the Tottenham Stadium, formerly known as White Hart Lane, I hope that every single Spurs fan beats you up. Honestly, I hope you get battered every single day until you leave this club, yeah? Because this is the kind of attitude I cannot accept no more. But I'm going to be controversial. You know why? Because I'm pissed off. Last season, we went, we lost out, we lost and went out to a team called Dinamo Zagreb. And fans, fans in particular, on the timeline, were blaming Jose Mourinho. And I came on this podcast and I told you, these players are whack and they will fail us again. And, now and we objectively we are, agreed. And now here we are. <laughs> Under Conte, the man who's supposed to be a very good coach. The best. The best, apparently. Mm. And we've lost again. Facts. Which now means that if Fites beat this country-ass club 2-0, big man, we're about to exit the Europa Conference League. The same league that when we were drawn into it, people were already saying it's a Spurs-Roma final. If we go out of this competition, there's going to be no more talking from me for the rest of the season. I'm done. I'm hanging we, up the boots. No, no, this is no, the no, thing no, I want to adjust. Are you actually annoyed? Enough. Are you actually no, annoyed no, 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 about no. going out of this competition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, embarrassment. No, yeah, I think... I honestly think tonight he wanted to see if we could get it done with 50% of the team. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he if he tried to throw the game. Because the way I see it, he has a remit. Nobody's asking him to win no fucking Europe, Europa Conference League. No one's asking him to win an FA Cup. No one's like in his mind, I promise you, he won't give two flying fucks. His remit is going to be get them as close as you can to the top four. So I promise you, for us to not win this, banter aside, let's forget about it. It doesn't matter. It, it actually doesn't really matter. Because at the end of the day, our performances have befitted where exactly we are in this tournament. They really have. That's three losses, two wins, one draw against a shower of shit, if we're going to be very honest if we're going to be very, very honest. The performances have befitted where we are in this tournament at this point. So if we were to go out, we couldn't, one, complain about it, and two, 
be worried about being bantered about it because we just haven't performed in it. So we just have to forget it. But I think the, the way that Conte is as a manager, he's thinking and thinking, you know what? I don't need the extra games. Yeah, he's going to leave. That's what's going to happen. I don't, I don't need the extra games. I don't need the extra hassle when I could be focusing on what I really want to be focusing, which is as high a finish in the Premier League or as close as we can to the top four. And that is honestly what I think he's, he's possibly going for. I do believe that tonight, I know um, we'll go into it, he would have learned. This is what I, what I think is so funny, right? He's been in the job three weeks. He spent two of those weeks with a lot of the guys who didn't go away internationals and he worked a lot of them quite hard. But he still doesn't really know the squad. And every game that he continues to manage the players, every game in which he sees different players and he gives people opportunities, he's largely learning, one, whether they can play the way he wants them to, two, whether they have the ability to play the way he wants them to, and three, if they actually have the passion, the drive, the things that you can't really coach, the things that should come from within. And week in, week out, when he plays and puts these teams out, he's constantly learning about what he has and what he doesn't. And with the comments that he said today, it's clear and easy. This man is what we call a proven winner. He has improved lots of players. He's won lots of things. So he knows exactly where he needs to be or the level he needs to be to be able to get that. And obviously at Tottenham, that level and the level that we're currently at, there is a huge disparity. I mean, there is a huge gap between where we are supposed to be and where he would like us to be. We're supposed to be exactly where we are because we got crap in that squad, yeah? Like, I mean, you're right. You might be right. Maybe we don't need to be in a competition, but this is where the problem also lies, yeah? We're in the weakest European competition, supposed to be one of the highest-ranked European teams, mm -hmm. and we can't win it. That's embarrassing. Of course it it's is. Em it's embarrassing. Of course it is. But then, as as I've said, the performances have befitted where we are. Well, we haven't gone into it and been like, played our, our full team. Because if, it, if we're being frank with you, we all looked at this tournament as a one we would play our squaddies and even our kids. Yeah, and they got punched. They got punched up and we played 50-50 most games and it hasn't worked out that way. So you have to look at it as like, okay, well, if you're going to look at it like, okay, we're going out because we didn't play against... Rens and Vitesse, no. We played 50-50 teams in largely all of the games and we have performed the way that we would have expected to with those teams that we've played. I'm looking at it thinking now, in his mind, I'm playing my number one to my number 14. Everybody else, you're, on, you're at the top of the stairs. I believe. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. else, oh, look, you're at the, the top of the stairs. The honourable the honorable tops knows. No, I, 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 like, like the way I see it is that, like, now if we go out of this sort of tournament, he's now going to be playing one to 14. Trusting those one to 14, the rest of them, he is not going to give a rat's ass. I promise you, on the plane back, he's going to be texting Paratici. Make a way that this guy has to go. Go. Make a way this guy has to leave. Yeah. Make a way we can loan this guy. Because I'm telling you, the quality on show is so poor and again it's it's you know we we we, have, we can complain and can complain and can complain but this is our own fault we have had years of poor squad planning years of poor recruitments years of poor expenditure on players who have 
not had the ability or have shown us the ability to perform when required. And it's just like, you hope that the guys who are second string will give you something to prove themselves. It's actually more evident that those guys don't even deserve to be squad players. Don't even, des- like, I watched, I watched number two today and I was questioning whether he was able to perform at a professional level. Ask me to give him a five-yard pass. Can he make it? Ask him to give me a final ball. Can he make it? Ask him to create an angle for the centre-back to take it from him. Can he make it? Can he get a ball around the corner to create another angle? Can he do it? Like, Ali, ask him to make a left-footed pass across the pitch. Can he do it? Can he dribble the ball in central midfield to open up for another midfielder? Can he do it? All these basic things I'm asking from apparent pros. I'm not getting any of it. I'm not getting absolutely any of it. Not getting any of it. The the level of the squad has dropped so far that we are literally looking at players and expecting things that they just cannot do. They cannot simply do. Damn. Well, that was a hell of a tangent. They moved on. But to be honest, again, like I said before, this tournament still don't care. Um, Didn't really expect us or even want us to be in it let alone win it and lo and behold um Conte's come out with some comments after loss of the game which I think I think our loss tomorrow has probably inspired like the fire in him it's given obviously Levy justification more so to to spend in January um one of Conte's quotes just started with I'm happy to stay here but Straight away, like my heart's pounding, so I'm thinking he could potentially end up leaving before the end of the season. In which case, we probably have to disband the podcast completely. But he says, I'm happy to stay here, but we have a lot of work to do to improve the quality of the squad. We are Tottenham, but there is an important gap between the top teams. But I am not scared. It's like, yeah, he's he kind of seems committed still. Um, I'm not a magician, he says, and after three weeks. I have found players that want to work and have great commitment. Cool. Well done. But sometimes, like like tonight, for example, perhaps, sometimes it is just not enough. (laughs) Message to the board. And the overall points made from Conte there. I mean, thoughts on that? let Let me tell you. You see when you go on like a... A weekend breakaway somewhere, yeah. And you know, you ain't got any signal, you ain't got your phone, you just got a map. But it rains, the map becomes soggy, you can't even read that. You're in the dark, and you someone has to pull out a gun. You know, one of them, what's it called? Them uh, like firework guns into the air. One that says, Help me, help me. I need help, yeah? You see that shot from Conte? That is a flare gun into the air for Levi to say, hey, listen, help me, because if you don't, we're in big trouble. That's him giving a a local warning sign to Levi and saying, listen, I need help. We might be lost, and if you don't help me, it's going to be a problem. That's a warning sign. I'm not saying he's going to leave. I'm not saying he's going to jump shit. But that's a little warning sign to Levy to say, 
Mm-hmm. One, do what you promised. Because Listen. I need help. Listen. The Titanic sank because two men couldn't see an iceberg. Yeah? Listen. Yeah. I was just thinking about the lifeboats in Titanic. That's so weird <laughs> you said that, but carry on. The Titanic sank because two men couldn't see an iceberg. And do you know why? Because the cold air around made the sea look clear. It created a mirage. I'm educating some of you people. You might not know this. That's why I've got a smile on my face. We have, we've had a mirage in front of us for the last few years, thinking, oh, there's something that we can reach. We can almost make it to New York. Big man, the iceberg hit us at the end of the Champions League final. And we have been sinking ever since. But what most people don't realise, yeah, is while Rose is screaming for Jack to wake up, wake up, wake up. Big man, Jack has frozen to death, and that's what Spurs is. We have frozen to our damn death. Conte can ask for all the help he wants. I don't trust Levy. I don't trust him. I don't trust him with my family. I don't trust him with my money. I don't trust him with my club. This guy is not going to... And if he does spend in January, by the way, it can't be one, two recruit. Nah, big man. Nah. January and this summer, there needs to be, between the two, there needs to be six minimum. And that's just the start. That means in January, somehow, some way, I don't know how they're going to do it, but somehow, some way... There has to be two bloody centre-backs brought in. Just two solid centre-backs brought in. Because we are shipping in goals like some whore on the corner of the freaking road. Yeah? It's taking the piss. And, and one thing that's even making me more mad is the heavy reliance on that blood fire muck. Yeah. I don't care that he scored today. I don't give a flying crap that he scored today. If you're meant to be the man, be the bloody man. The Lakers have stunk up the joint all this season. LeBron finally came back after two games, had a bad game, got chucked out because he elbowed man in the in the freaking face. Last night, delivered got them the win when they were down six. Harry stinking muck came. He wasn't good today. I'm sorry. Nobody on that field was good. Nobody. You couldn't point out a player that wore a Spurs shirt and could say they had a good game. He wasn't good. Everybody was slipping and sliding like whores in a freaking wet room. Everybody was misplacing passes. People couldn't even pass it five yards. It was disgusting. And we're sitting here believing that Conte is going to get money, resources from the guy that doesn't give resources to any manager. The guy that gave Poch 18 months with the same team. The guy that told Jose, hey, I'll give you bail. But guess what? He's crooked and he needs gym time. Oh, yeah. 
And now we believe that this guy is going to say to Conte, you know what? I've done Spurs bad a number of years. I'm going to finally free up the purse and give you, man, some peace. Big man, we're in debt. We're in debt. Mm-hmm. Does the bank give you more money when you're in debt? Nah, bruv. You better hope your name's Bill Gates. You better be praying that your name's Bill Gates. Yeah? So, as I said before, the countdown starts now, lads. These are my final days. The days of Scott Hall. They're coming to an end. Because this team is driving me mad. Get up. Action slowly being taken, and it's, it's almost a pretty good segue because we got um well there was news just over a week ago or about a week ago that um Fabio Paratici, uh, Paratici, sorry, with Steve Hitchin or Snitchin is his better name. Snitch, correct, is um overseeing an overhaul of the scouting team and putting more um overseeing more funding into scouting with essentially just more focus on see, better scouting, better player ID, and better utilisation of the the money which we do spend. And um, shortly after that, Levy came up with um, with a statement, with a, like, a small small little thing to fans. Like, Tops, what did you think of that one? Well, uh Levy talking about spending does not lead to success and it has to be a mixture of um, competitive nature, good recruitment, um, good training and motivation. Ah, shut the hell up, man. Man, we've seen it too often under your reign, okay? You've been at the club 21 plus years. We know your game. And to be honest with you, you saying what you're saying to us, we know that it's a little dig at us because we've always been begging to spend, to spend, to spend. And your problem is that you think, okay, well, I've spent, which we've now seen since April 2019, we spent up to 400 million. And we can mm-hmm. arguably say since every single one of those seasons have gone has gone by, we could not say any discernible player or more than one player has been a success of those of those signings. We're talking La Chelsea, we're talking Ndombele, Jack Clark, Ryan Sessignon, all these players that we're spending money on. But at the end of the day, I think he feels that by saying that to the fans, we're going to suddenly just turn around and say everything's okay. Okay. No, big man. Doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. The time of spending is now. You've got a manager mm-hmm. who needs the players to be able to enact things that he wants to do. The club is in a good financial position and we are somewhat self-sufficient. You need to keep by your promises and you need to put some money into the football operations to improve what's happening on the pitch. We know that we're a good club on the business side. Everybody knows that. It's it's a well-known fact that we're a, bit, that we're, we're a good business well-run business but are we a, are we a good footballing side are we a good footballing institution no we're absolutely not we look at little little things like from the report that was released we're spending way less on wages 
we know that we're definitely not spending on players because if we're thinking about the financial fair play, we've got somewhere in the region of about 400 million of wiggle room. And consistently, despite having positive revenue over the last few years, consistently we have a decent amount of expenditures that we can spend on players. But for some reason, the money's been kept in his pockets, the money's been kept in Joe Lewis and Enix's pockets. And that little comment that he's making, you know, in the um, when the finances were were released, you know, I'm not really buying it. I'm not really hearing it. You know, I'll give the guy props for what he's done and what he's taken us to, and where well taking us where he's taken us from and where we are now. But the time for excuses are, are over. I think the time I, for excuses the time for excuses are over. Can I can I just say yeah. As a chairman or owner of a club, yeah, it is your job, yeah, to not only make sure that the club is run well, yeah, but also see that it's flourishing in some shape or form, yeah. Like, I don't care what people say about sports and all that kind of stuff and say, oh, it's only a limited amount of teams that win trophies and stuff like that. Yeah, that's nice, yeah. But if you're considered to be one of the bigger clubs, you win something once every five, or at least, at the very least, once every 10 years. We've picked up one trophy in 21 years of this guy's reign. Granted, we've been to six, or if I'm correct, seven finals. We've got a one in seven win rate in the finals. That's where you can blame the players, but you can also blame the board. Because he mentioned that he spent 400 million on players. Well, let's examine that 400 million. Why don't we? Tangai is more unfit than me. And I have two kids. This guy is single. How? Lesoso has managed to score a goal with his shin pad, but not the ball, in which is the sport in which he plays. It's frightening. Delhi Ali. I haven't seen a player fall off so quickly in my life like Delhi Ali. I just haven't seen it. I've never seen it. Granted, he was only 5 million. But you could have sold this guy at the heights of his powers, apparently, for a million bucks and got somebody who at least would have been ticking over a good 6 or 5 or at least a 7.5 rating in a game. Delhi now gives us regular two out of ten ratings. And one of them, one of them ratings is just for kicking off. You literally get five out of ten for being on the pitch. And this guy finishes the game with two out of ten. He's dyed one of his hairs pink. He's dyed one of his hairs yellow. He's dyed one of his hairs blue. And that hat-trick of colours that he's managed to acquire hasn't led to a hat-trick of anything on the pitch. Harry Kane. Oh, my God. Listen, you know what? This is what I'll say. Spurs need to go out to the market and buy. And buy wisely. And buy for the players that Conte needs. Vlaovic. Two defenders. Three midfielders. A backup goalkeeper. Or at least one that's going to take over the reins of Lloris when he decides to leave. Mm-hmm. Then... We also need a further four players that can be on the bench and come off and be like, yo, 
they're just going to keep the team ticking. Manchester City have spent in just Pep's t- term period roughly between 600 and 800 million pounds. Whatever the bracket is, it's in between that. In Pep's period. And you're there telling me that you spent 400 million and we should be happy as fans? You stinking twat. How dare you? How dare you do that? Listen. Levy, I don't like you. A lot of fans give you a blight because you gave us this brand new shiny stadium. To hell with a brand new stadium. I I couldn't care less for it. To hell with it. Chelsea haven't repaired their freaking barn door in freaking 40 years and they're winning trophies galore. They sack managers on a regular. They pump money into their team on a regular. You've given us poor recruits and a shiny stadium. That's like your mum saying she's going to buy you a PlayStation and coming home with an Atari in 2021. Are you mad? Listen, I've told you guys multiple times. I've said it in the group. Most of these men know I'm quite controversial because my views are my views. And I've had my go at Winks. But honest to God, I'm not even going to go after Winks anymore because I feel like he knows that he's crap and he's just living on borrowed time. But Deli Ali, Doherty, Rodon, Sanchez, Tanganga, Suspect, they all have to be sold. They all have to be sold. Every single last one of those guys that I mentioned, Galena, got, send him send him back on loan now. Send him back. Cancel the loan. Just send him back. We're not paying it. Send him back. Absolutely useless. If we don't get free, free, recruits in January, we're finished. We're going to finish 10th. Because that that 11 slash 14, they're not surviving to the end of the season. Their legs are going to be cooked. It's going to be like multiple seasons in the past. One injury and we're in big trouble. It's not going to be worth it. Sorry. Oh, and by the way, Son was also crap as well. That adds to his um horrendous performances of late. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I agree. And um, another tangent from the boys. But, I mean, uh, what do you take? What do you take from that? From that comment from from Leave or the you know the finances and the statement that was made? What, what's your take on it? I wouldn't say it's fully justified. I hear I hear what you're saying from the comment of just saying that he spent four hundred million. I've always made the point that he has spent money. We've just invested it poorly and there's many caveats you can have to the players mm-hmm. we've signed having many different managers especially the players whom we signed uh, yeah. the managers who actually signed them and wanted them are no longer here so um yeah it's poor squad planning generally which is i think why most of our signings have failed um yeah. levy always kind of hinted at and said that he would spend once the stadium was open fully and we'd have the fans in and obviously we got all of these concerts and events going on uh he obviously would spend in yeah i'd say he's spent relatively well but it's more down to who we've signed and spent them and how we've spent the money um more than 
say lack of expenditure. Like I don't, I wouldn't say we don't spend money. Do you know what I mean? Like there are teams that don't spend money and there's teams that have to sell to buy. Like I'd say Liverpool, one of those teams. We we're yeah. set up better than Liverpool. They've just had much a much better player ID compared to us. They've signed, I'd say, more proactively as well. Like we obviously are quite reactive. Um, obviously, we were waiting for the new stadium, and then COVID hit at the worst time. Um, I I I kind of take it with a pinch of salt, but I'm glad that action's been taken now to address it. Obviously, with the new scouting system um, being um put across i don't know when it's actually going to come into effect um we'll probably try and look to reap the rewards of that over the long term um even hiring a director of football in the first place like no one even thought he would do that to obviously relinquish the football side of things to um to someone else and take yeah. the back seat from that so I'm pleased on that, even though I wasn't fully in agreement with who he had. But behold, he's brought us Conte, he's brought us Romero. Okay, fine. Like he's bought himself some time and a little bit of trust. Um, but overall, yeah, we'll see. Um, I think Levy knows he's fucked up, and everyone knows objectively he's not been great with the footballing side of things. But where he's looking to put that right now. I'm patient enough to let it cook out, especially with Conte at the helm. Uh, you know, because I, that I, is that's a statement of ambition in itself. Actually, admitting that you made the mistake in the first place and going back and then hiring, obviously the main man or the best possible person you could appoint as a manager by far. But and like the way I see it, Owen, though, see, like you know, if I'm going to yeah. take like even like a going to use like a just like a science analogy you know um you've got like a bite and that bite's getting worse and worse worse and worse you know that you can probably remedy it with maybe some lotion antibiotics but you think you can get by without it and then it gets worse and worse and worse to a point where that probably even gets somewhat gangrenous you know where it's almost not even recoverable that's what essentially he's allowed to happen to the squad. He's neglected the squad and almost in like a scrambling sort of fashion, he's thought last minute, all right, you know what? I'm going to give in to what they're asking for. I'm going to give them director of football. I'm going to spend the money. But it can all it can almost be looked at as too little too late. We now have too big a job to try and recover. Like if we're being honest, Owen, you know, we need two or three, two, three windows to fix this team. What would um, be the like? What would you say fixing this team is though? Is in challenging for titles or getting in top four? Because I we, think we're three we starters. I think we're three starters away from getting top four. Impossible. Yeah. Nope, I no, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. And I'll tell you why. I don't under agree Conte, with under Conte, no, well, I think it's very possible. One experienced defender, a centre midfielder, and a forward. No, well, no, we don't do business wisely. Yeah, and until I actually see us do business wisely, it's going to remain impossible. You don't yeah, go, agree. We don't do business wisely. I'm saying if if we were to do business wisely, yeah, well, there's, there's no there's no there's no point of if because the hyp the hypothetical is absolutely oblivious when it comes to Spurs. Yeah, 
We Under spoke, the old regime, we spoke about sure. getting we spoke about getting a new defender time ago. Yeah, like I'm sure, like any Spurs fan, any serious Spurs fan would have been talking about getting a, a new defender at the end of Jose's first season. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm, when we were talking about a new defender, we were talking about a genuine starter, and we ended up with Rodon. But we know Jose wasn't the guy. We know not, we know Jose not, wasn't yeah, the guy. Wasn't you you don't no, think that, no, but no, we know Jose not, wasn't the guy. About, I'm not talking whether whether Jose was the guy. I'm talking about the recruitment. Yeah, regard even Poch got done dirty. Yeah, it doesn't matter what manager you look at, they've all been done dirty in some shape or form. You can't tell me that a manager has stated to you, I need a defender, I need a left-sided defender, I need a good defender. These are the kind of profiles that I believe will suit my system, and you go and deliver Rodon. Yeah, we haven't seen who Conte's first appointment is gonna be. We haven't seen it because he's come at the beginning of this or 11 games into the season, but you look at Nuno, Nuno got Romero, and you, you start to think... Okay. <laughs> I think he's been cool. groomed for Conte, though, long-term. Yeah, possibly, <laughs> possibly. Obviously, obviously. Possibly, yeah, but Nuno got Nuno got Romero, yeah, off the back end of the, the nonsense that we had the season before. And you're like, all right, cool, that's fine. And then you start to think, all right, he needs to fix the midfield. Did we get a midfielder? No. We no. got a young kid in Brian Hill who clearly needs games and needs a bit more experience at this stage of his life, yeah, in order to cause an impact. Did we get another striker? No, we didn't. It, the, the business side of things is absolutely horrific. It's like, the analogy that Tops made was perfect sense because in my head, yeah, it's like going to the shop and buying sugar every single day and that's all you eat. Eventually, you're going to get diabetes. It's it's just it's inevitable, yeah. We are now taking insulin for the insolence of this nonsense fool. <laughs> this is like I I agree with like all of the kind like the points where you obviously can argue against that poor planet. It's very very true, but I mean I've got to believe as well. Uh, Nathan's yeah. gonna wind up in the comments saying Bent is a free agent. Yeah, I'm sure. But well, well, Nathan probably supports Arsenal. And to be honest with you, you finished eighth twice. Until until you finish higher than eighth, don't talk to me, bro. That's, that's like I'm not interested in that. Enjoy that, Nathan. Bender is a free agent. You take him because of Bamiang ain't scoring either. Like I like the um I get the impression that Paratici and Conte are now both on Conte's neck. Uh both on Levy's neck, sorry. Please don't go on Conte's neck. But um yeah, they're both on Levy's neck to spend the money. Levy's come out. Um, obviously saying we're in a better financial well, we're in the financial position we want to be I don't think the debt is an issue uh, short term anyway because um, he's, he's refinanced that into bonds yeah, and it's not issue. something I fully understand to be honest but I know it's completely different to how Arsenal did it with the Emirates and it doesn't necessarily f- um, affect football operations now obviously we've now got st- fans in stadiums full capacity sustained yeah um because there was a bit of uncertainty especially with our government like in the summer whether that would be sustained we've got the events back cool we can actually look look at that evidence now mm-hmm. even with rising cases in the winter still sustained okay we can gamble we can gamble with money we know we're going to get back because we know fans are going to be sustaining stadiums Absolutely. we've got fabio paratici who's looking to help grow the club. He's brought in Conte, who has pulling power. 
as well as being a great manager, obviously top five in Europe. So that's where my belief is. I'm not um, fully expecting us to actually get the players he would ideally want in January anyway. Perhaps we might cook in the summer. I don't want to wait that long whatsoever. But yeah, I fully see a different type of intent now from our sporting director, from our manager, being on our chairman's neck now. And I just hope that they all kind of stay pulling in the right direction. Yeah, that's nice. It's wishful thinking. Yeah, it is. No one thought we would get Conte apart from... Oh, I, I thought we would get Conte. That was wishful thinking and it happened. So, you know, we'll, we'll see we if I... Really. I'm going to try got, and manifest Nuno, it. He was an agent and Nuno, in the agency, managed to get Conte. So we didn't really get Conte. We got Conte because because he felt pity for us. We still got Conte. <laughs> He's our current manager, Antonio Conte. We got Conte. He felt bad. He felt bad. That's why he came over. Yeah. And now we've got the whole league laughing at us again. Just before Christmas, you... I mean, this, this team are full of dickheads. Why did, they, why did they do this? Yeah, we got, we got the whole world. This mirror are nine years of age. Oh, but come on, yeah. y'all, man. Like, honestly, like, if you didn't know that we're a, we're a banter club, why do you care now, man? Care Let's now, just let go of league. this conference league, no, by the way. Like, just, no, I I, I, I'm, I, so, I'm so over it. Like, no, no, no. Do you, know, do you know what? Do you know what affects me the most here yeah, is just when you feel like. The banner's gonna stop because we anybody can lose. Yeah, that's fine. United lost to young boys, and people were like, right, you lost to a bunch of young boys. Pause, you know, and they got out to them. Cool. Anybody can lose. But no, why no, I just, us, no. bruv? When and when we lose, what makes it worse here is that it's the worst kind of defeat. Last season, we lost to Paco Raban. This season, we're losing to Mora, who were only founded in 2012. What 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 what? Did Spurs or Spurs fans do to God to forsaken him this bad that the devil is watching over our club? What, what have we done? Man, huh? well, no, it's, I mean, in a competition which I do actually care about, the, the Premier League, we are yeah. actually coming off a win. Yeah, good form. And, you know, we're not far from the top four. So, did, you, did know. you say good form? Top, did you say good form? I mean, we're doing, <laughs> I mean, we're doing okay. We're doing okay, aren't we? You know? Really, I mean, as good like, as your last game. I'll, I'll give um, you that, bro. I'll you're I'll literally you only as good as your last game. Okay, I'll give you that, bro. Well, it's game such a reach, but we have to use it, I guess. We um, on the board. We, 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 we recovered, yeah? Sorry, Owen, sorry. No, no, I was only going to say, like, um, obviously the starting lineup Compared to Leeds, um, on paper, fucking hell. Obviously, Leeds, we're missing Bamford. Missing Rafinha, missing Rodrigo. Rodrigo, yeah. And it ended up being what Dan James is their main man. <laughs> he yeah. had like five shots of target. And now the youngster Joe Goldhart, who um I think we should have signed as well, to be fair. Um he, but he, he looks promising. Joe Goldhart, the one that played up front for Leeds. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he looked yeah. decent. He looks he like a young yeah. Tevez, but it's still very raw talent. Um he looks good, doesn't he? He does look good. Uh, we played our full strength team. Uh, we persisted with the well. Skip was actually suspended, so mm-hmm. uh, there was a new addition to our midfield, which uh, I didn't hate personally. Um, other than that, it was the full strength team. Um, which one of you would like to take me through that absolute? 
disaster of a first half. Oh, that first half. I, I, you know, it was funny. I couldn't really put my finger on it. Um, I felt like, you know, uh, with the results, how they went throughout the weekend, us playing at the end of the weekend, um, after an international break, I was kind of looking forward to it. I thought the team was probably about the team that we would have started. Um, wing wing backs who I thought we would have started, attackers who I thought we would have started. Um, you know, the only sort of uh, maybes we weren't sure about the midfield pivot, and we weren't sure about who was going to come in for Romero. Tanganga came in, Winks came in. We just didn't start very well. It was one of these games where Leeds, who we un, under Bielsa, not only are they fit, but they're they're technically, you know, very. They're, they're assured on the ball. Calvin Phillips, um, everything that they do well, everything largely goes through him. Um, and weirdly, first half, couldn't get near him. Um, couldn't get near him. They created the most chances. They had most of the possession. Um, they were making it very hard for us, moving the ball from side to side. And it was a largely disappointing first half. I don't really know why we didn't really put anything together in terms of any chances of any sort of patterns of play. I mean, I did kind of see moments in the first half where even though we weren't playing amazingly, the players were still committing to playing from the back, which I thought was quite positive. And there were a number of times that we actually did come out of the back and actually get the ball into attacking areas um, by doing this. So that kind of gave me a little bit of confidence. But obviously, you know, you're kind of... Um, the performance in that first half would be better defined if there were more chances and obviously shots on target, which there weren't and probably yeah you can probably say how much of a stark difference um it was in the second half you know yeah mm. no i agree i said it the last time when we had the nil nil draw that it was interesting that we persisted with playing out from the back um and it seems like no matter what we will do that doesn't seem like often we're going to go along when we have our first 11 I feel like that can run more because the players, well, the gap in, in quality is humongous. So, um, I'll be honest with you, the first half, I felt like, yeah, Leeds had the better of us, but I, I also felt like it, it felt like one of those games where any minute now, it, the game could turn on its head. And I, I just felt like, okay, cool. If we went into the half uh, nil-nil, I, I would confident that we'd come out the other end um, with a win. And on the last podcast, I did say that I expected Leeds to score first and we would win 2-1. So I wasn't really pissed off coming into the end of the first half. Obviously, we let Dan James score. I mean, it's embarrassing in its own right that we let that kid score, but that's for another day. Um, but the most positive thing is we came out the second half and I feel like straight out of the gate, we took the game. Um Leeds did have a, a period, I would say probably about a five, maybe maybe six-minute period where you couldn't count the amount of corners they got. They had corner after corner after corner after corner, couldn't clear our lines. And then finally, we went up the other end after already hitting the post and I believe the bar. Um, we went up and got a goal. Unlikely scorer in Hoiberg. Um, he's still at the top of the stairs as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but well done on him to get that goal. Uh, and it seemed like the crowd, you know, started to get more into it. Conte was obviously pumping blood. Pause. Mm. You know, it was it was another day of um, could we could we possibly do it? What I will say 
is that the goal from Regulon did put a smile on my face because I was dead sure that one of our wingbacks, if you want to call them, in this formation was going to get a goal. Um, and it was good. It was nice to see, you know, good unity in the squad for his goal. You know, it looked like the, the boys were happy for him to score. And I feel like we saw out the rest of the game comfortably, although for us Spurs fans, it was never comfortable. But it, it looked on second viewing that it, it was pretty comfortable. Um, and the boys showed a good account of themselves in the second half to overcome a difficult, very annoying team in Leeds uh, and get the victory. Uh, it's, it's just whether they can do that for the remaining um, run of Premier League games that we have coming. Because we do have favourable games. But as we saw today, that means nothing. For sure. For sure. Um, I think the first half of this game, I've never shouted release, release, release so many times. Even though for one game, let alone one half. Um, there was like encouraging play out of the back, like um, both of you guys said. Although I feel like we completely just neglected our midfield. We just, we'd either hit it long to Kane or Mora. Mora would lose the ball every single time. So frustrating. Um, Kane actually made it stick a fair few times. I was impressed with the amount Kane was running to make angles and showing for the ball and um, his ability to hold it up as well. He's definitely been asked to do that by Conte and some of his passes um, to stretch leads as well were generally very good. Um, but the rest of the team was um, well off it in the first half, although Conte did offer an explanation to that um, after the game by saying, yeah, I asked the, the team to sit off um, because I knew we, uh, we couldn't outrun them for 90 minutes, uh, which was bold. I wasn't sure if I completely bought it, but do you know what? Yeah, I'll give him a bye for now. Um when Leeds scored um, just before half-time and we were playing how we did, I honestly didn't see us winning the game whatsoever. I thought, OK, the most we're going to get out of this is a draw. We are an absolute disaster. Both our centre midfielders were hiding, um, unfortunately, in that game. Like, I'll be completely honest. Second half comes and um, I was very impressed with uh, how much Winks was taking on the ball and Hoybier was getting on it a bit more as well, but wasn't shown for it anywhere near um, anywhere near as much as Winks. Lucas Mora was bipolar. Uh, he actually completely turned it on. I think he, like, we, in the first 10 minutes of the second half, he created two one-on-one -on -one chances for Kane and Son. So I can't really knock that. I mean, if you're going to change a disastrous first half into like a decent second one where you're where you're um combining your industry with actually releasing the ball and creating some chances then yeah fair play it's down to the strikers to finish it and they didn't um Hui Bier, who was completely poor in the first half as well didn't really again as i say didn't show for the ball that much in the second half but with all of his talk about courage and the team standing up and even fighting for the manager, even if there was their cleaning lady, all this like hero mentality talk, he managed to obviously get the, the scuffed equaliser. So yeah, fair play. And generally us 
um, just up in the intensity, raising the defensive line and actually being braver on the ball, especially trusting him in the midfield more, just saw us overrun Leeds and we even outrun them by like three or four kilometres in the end, as well as outshooting them. So we saw all the hallmarks of Conte in one half, not a complete body of work over 90 minutes, but, you know, it's still work to be done as... Um, as he said in his post-match press conference against uh, against Mora, a lot of work to be done. Um, as well, we've got some favourable fixtures, as alluded to. Um, and next one being Burnley away on the weekend. I think it's a Sunday earlier kickoff. Boys, um, <laughs> What would your lineups be? How do you think it's going to go? Like, it's it's annoying to me because even though Lucas Moore did perform very well in the second half, I'm still over him playing. I can't stand him playing. I need some more smarter combination players playing, but we don't have anyone good enough to even we take don't. his place. Absolutely, so. we we do not. I mean, you know, you thought today was going to be difficult. Is it Saturday or Sunday's game? Sunday. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Oh, that's we got be, a little bit of rest, but that's going to be a, a physical, physical battle of all sorts. We know what Burnley are like. I mean, they're not a great side, but you know when you go to Turf Moor, if you're going to get away with any sort of points, they're going to fight you tooth and nail for every single thing that you give them. You know, and I, I know we beat them earlier on this season in the in the Carling Cup. And I thought we did quite well in that game, all things considered. We created a lot of chances, missed a lot of chances, but they also created a lot of chances and missed a lot of chances in that game. But, I mean, again, like most teams in the Premier League, Tottenham, we have, you know, what people would say a better squad or better technical level, you know, than some of these teams. But when it comes to game time... Do we have the cajones? Do we have the ability, the passion, the execution? That's one of the big things that I'm actually... It's concerning me when I look at the players is that do we have the execution to do exactly what we are being asked to do after a week or weekend or a few days of training? Do we have the ability to to exactly do what Conte is asking? And obviously, this this is probably going to be a game where, where we're likely away from home. It's going to be horrible. Probably going to be a bit wet. We're probably going to have to go, you know, again, three, five, two, I'd say. Uh, maybe hit them on the break. But we're going to have to be very clinical as well because they're not going to give much away and they're going to cause lots of problems physically. I imagine we would revert to the f- the first 11 that we played um, that we played in the game previously. Um... Which was Newcastle. Um, so Emerson, Regulon, wing backs. Um, Romero is still out. So it will be, I imagine, Davies, Tanganga, and um, Dyer in the middle. It will be uh, a double pivot of Hoybier and Skip now that he's returned after his suspension and the front three is generally the same um, with Lucas playing in like his narrow type role, son on the left and um, Harry Kane with uh, 
two and thirteen or something. So yeah, we'll have to try and get ourselves slowly. Like the thing about these games as well is that, like you know, we could we could arguably shit house ourselves through these so games. You're predicting a win. So I'm predicting. I'm predicting a win because we've also beaten them before, <laughs> and we didn't exactly play well. We were playing under Nuno. I feel like we're better defensively now, and I feel like just because we have the ability to be a bit clinical with the players that we have, uh, I feel like we can probably fashion a win with that eleven. I'm gonna say it'll be a tight one. Again, Tottenham like to concede. Um, Burnley are the best team this season from set pieces. Tottenham are one of the worst teams at conceding from set pieces. But I don't think there'll be many goals. I think um, when I watched them last weekend against Palace, the game was quite open. Um, Palace play quite an expansive way, and they they whilst they create a lot of chances, they often give them they give the, they often give a lot away. So I feel like it will be a lot tighter. Um, we won't give. I don't think we'll give them as much, but they're always a threat from set pieces. So I'm I'm going to go two one. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And yourself, yeah. Burnley away, turf more. Jesus. <laughs> Boy, what a timing. Oh, man. I, I really wish we had another option other than Kane, like, going into some of these games. Like, honestly, it's like Kane or nothing. And, uh, yeah, he's got two and 13. All right, yeah, cool. It's, it's not a good start. I'm like, whatever, man. It's just, it's actually getting to the point where it's depressing. So, um, yeah, um, I'm going to go with two score lines. It's a bit of cheating, but I don't really care. Um, two one Spurs or two two draw. Fair enough. Um, there you go. Optimistic as ever. I will, I'll, do you know what? I, I'm going to say straight to Lucas Bora. I'd like us to go. Three five two. Obviously, I think Skip is back from suspension. Um, it's a damn shame that Romero's injury looks longer than than it, um, it's first initially thought. Probably won't play again until next year. So uh, I'll rock with Tanganga back in at right centre back. Um, Dyer Ben Davis. I think it's inevitable. Um, but yeah, I want to see Lucas Moore dropped and I want us to try and Dombele is the advanced midfielder, skip Hoybier behind and then Kane's son just staying central up top. And then worst comes to worst, hey, we'll just bring on Lucas Moore for another good second half cameo off the bench because um, yeah, I think that's what his place is, to be honest. I'm still over him playing. I need, I need to see more combinations. It, it is one of the hallmarks of a Conte team. Yeah. So yeah, I think with that team, uh, we. Do you know? What? I'm just gonna say safe two one win. Yeah, I mean with Lucas, he's such an enigma because, like that Leeds game, he gave the ball away so much, but then the two goals we scored, he was integral. I can't fucking beat him. Do you I know? Just can't beat him. Absolutely integral. Like tonight as well, he came on. And he arguably gave the ball away so many times, so many times tried this stupid ISO ball where he tries to take someone on directly one-on-one, loses it. But again, his assist is the one that fed its way through to Kane to score the goal. So 
I just think because of just that reason, he's the only one that really is kind of creating at the moment. Um, I would like to see obviously a bit more interchange, like you said, with Ndombele, who I did think, I, I mean, he 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 did okay today, but again, you know, from a record signing and a guy who really has a, a point to prove, we just need more from him. One hundred percent. Well, guys, that pretty much wraps it up. Um, thank you for those that joined in the stream. Uh, Nathan probably commenting the most. Shout out to you, man. Um, yeah, obviously the streams continue. Look out for us every Thursday evening. We don't really have set times on Thursday evening. We just wing it, and you know that's that's just what we do in the New Spurs order. Um, pod released every Saturday, although you can catch the video version of this on YouTube. And um, catch us in the Discord on Sunday as well. Yeah, Tops, Booker T, Scott Hall, thank you for joining me. It's been the New Spurs order. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. And yeah, peace. Cheers. cheers. On debut, on Dombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.